let's talk about America's Got Talent since we're we're already there a little bit. Um, sure. So for, for for those listening that don't know, you were on America's Got Talent season ten, uh, a finalist. We started that show in November of 2014, as far as the auditions and the process of beginning it, but not the not what people saw on television. And then there was about a three or four month lag period where we just didn't know we were in limbo. And then the show started, and from that point, it was just nonstop. Either it was either Los Angeles or it was New York, Long Island, Radio City Music Hall. And before I knew it, I started doing the one the one thing, thinking I wouldn't even be on the show. And then I ended up in the finals. And some of the people that got kicked off before me that sang, to me personally, sang circles around me. So I'm standing there on stage with all these talented people in the finals and literally looking at my wife thinking, how in the world am I here like right now? <laughs> I remember, I guess it was the first semifinal where you were you were in the bottom mm-hmm. and then you you really had to depend on the social media platform to, to, to save you. And I, what did they call it? The Duncan save at, at that point? Yeah. The reason I've never drank Duncan donut coffee since then, just <laughs> so such a scary thing to be in the bottom three of that. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. Of course we followed it uh, throughout the entire season. And, you know, I think even from a fan perspective uh, to have somebody that, you know, in that bottom three, I can't imagine what was going through your mind and how you were feeling through all that. It, it was, it, I'll tell you the craziest part about that show and those kind of moments is you spend so much time with each other because it is a reality show, even though they say it's a singing competition and like you're, you're with them from breakfast till whenever at night they let you go. So you, you develop these relationships when you're off, like me and the people in the bottom three, it was uh, Samantha Johnson and then the Craig Lewis band two amazing. And we were all friends. Like, that was my group of people we hung out with. We would go eat lunch and dinner together, like go downtown to in Times Square and get wings. Like that was, it was our crew and we're all in the bottom three together. So we're looking at each other like this weird feeling of like, we're friends, but like one of us getting ready to go home. This is just weird. This not, you know, so it was, it, it was overall a great experience from many different perspectives more than just the music, I would say, because the music part for me was a little tough because uh, I had to sing through this the tiny little, not even a good in-ear monitor system. It was like a cheap one that you'd get, like a Skull Candy one or something. <laughs> and I know I'm going live in front of 12 million people, and I can't even hear the mix because they'd had the audio too low on a couple of the nights. So I hear this, there's a, there's an English guy in English accent. He counts it off. So you can hear his one, two, three, four, and then you're off. So I could barely hear the one, two, three, four. So I literally just close my eyes. and like, please God, just let me be in key and in time. Cause if I'm not, I'm done for. Did you get to select your songs or did you have to choose from a group of songs that were already sort of pre-selected for the show? They, they give you, list of songs to let you pick your favorites from. But even when they do that, if there's a song that they've kind of talked to the producers about that would be good for you, they still kind of in their own nice way, nudge you in that direction. Sure. Uh, speaking of direction, which is the only reason I would ever do a one direction song because they <laughs> in that direction. So uh, let's, let's do the rundown. So uh, I think I've got this in the right order too, from the beginning of the season up until the finale. 
Uh, so you started out, you did Doby Gray's Drift Away. Dolly Parton's Jolene. Which is also now on your your latest album, right? Uh, A great big world. Say something. I'm giving up on you. Which again is also on the new album, right? And a a great uh, a great arrangement there as well. Uh, Rachel Platten's fight song. One Direction Story of My Life. Yes. Story of my life. I take a home. I drive all night to keep a warm inside. And then on the finale, perform the duet with Rachel Platten, Fight Song. Yeah. And that was funny. I never get to tell this story, so I'll tell you real quick. Um, because I always forget, not because I can't tell it, but um, Originally, it was going to be Rascal Flats. I believe the song we were going to do together is Life is a Highway. That was what the, the original thing was going to be. And mm-hmm. then it changed, and they suggested the Rachel Platten things. But in my head, I was thinking, we already did the song. So isn't it weird to come back and do the song again? But on this show, you once you get into the show and you get that far into it and you get to know the producers, you realize it's a lot more like Big Brother. And you're playing this game which is a singing competition like big brother, which means you have to, you want to make all the producers happy. You want to be the nicest guy in the room. You don't want to cause any problems. So I never said no, pretty much. If, if, mm-hmm. if they like the one direction song, it's not something that's me. It doesn't fit me. It's nothing I would ever do live, but they asked me to do it. And I figured if I could do it, then I would show them I can take on a challenge and make it work. Even if it's something I'm not really into. That's interesting. And I know Rachel is, uh, Rachel Platten has, she has the, uh, the it factor, I guess one way I know to describe it. Like when you meet somebody who just exudes like that thing, like to where you see them, you know, that there's something special about them. You know, that they're like charismatic and she can kind of bob and weave her way through whatever situation she's in. So if it's a Mm -hmm. children's home, she's going to, to visit to play for them, or if it's a opening for Taylor Swift thing and she can, put on those roles. And when she came in and did the show with me, she took me under her wing. Like she, she helped me through. We, she choreographed our whole performance. Like we're going to do this and you know, you turn and we'll walk together and at the end, we'll punch you in the stomach. Like, good job, kid. (laughs) whatever. And that's exactly what she did. So it was cool to work with her because she, she took pride in what she was doing and she wanted to help me be the best I could be too. How much time did you guys have to rehearse before that final show? We didn't. We we went in the day of the show. She can't. She flew in or drove in wherever she was coming from, uh, with her manager, and we met at Radio City Music Hall in a practice room. We ran through the song twice, and then I showed up that night and we performed it. It was that quick. 
Uh, I know the website is bentonblunt.com. Yeah, I tell people pretty much any social media site that I'm signed up for, it's that URL slash Benton Blunt. I made it real simple so it's easy to find. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Also, be sure to email me feedback or suggestions to pelhamplaceshow at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and be safe.